Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Every Commander's game can be heard here in Richmond on the Odyssey app. Download it today for free. And you can just search 910 The Fan to hear me Monday through Friday from 12 to 3 p.m. Coming up at 1 p.m. on the Richmond Commander. My keys to victory for the Commander's game against the Buffalo Bills. Plus, we'll get into the controversy. Is Haley Steinfeld to blame? For Josh Allen's slow start to the season, Neil Greenberg, the stat geek, will join us at 1.30, and we'll go around the NFL with All Out Blitz coming up at 2.15. But joining us right now on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline, it's our good buddy from the Sports Junkies behind the glass, Matt Valdez. What's going on, buddy? Hey, Adam. Lieutenant Matt Valdez reporting for the AWOD Army. I appreciate you, man, and I wanted to thank you for having my back on the radio war with Erie. I, I thought you made some radio, really great points on bit season. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. You know, Drab and myself, we always have your back. Yep. DP, not so much. <laughs> and we love it, and we want to thank Don't Sleep Energy uh, for sponsoring this segment, and, uh, and Mike, and it's always fun to be joined by Drab and Valdez. We're going to do this every Friday at 1245. It's time for Don't Sleep on These Picks. It's time for Don't Sleep on These Picks. Presented by Don't Sleep Energy. AWOD will be joined by one of the donks behind the glass, Drab and Valdez. He's the sexiest man on the planet. To go through the best college and NFL games of the weekend. Weekend, weekend, Don't sleep on this segment every Friday at 1245 on AWOD Radio. All right, Valdez, let's get it started here with what did you think of the Junkies Circus Survivor Pool pick? You know what? I, I like the play. Uh, I think the Ravens are, are one of the high favorites on the board. But as a Ravens fan and a Ravens expert, I'm a little, uh, I, I'm a little skeptical just because I know how this team acts after a big win, and they always never seem to get momentum. They never seem to stack wins together. So I'm always kind of cautious about a letdown spot. So I, I, I I want this. I want this out of the way as a Ravens fan because I don't want my team to be the one that lets the junkies down in the survivor pool. Yeah, here's my take, Matt, and we're going to go behind the scenes of radio on this segment every single week here. And look, I don't like how the junkies had the pick of the Seahawks, and it kind of felt like EB was like, "Oh, let's just push it tomorrow so we have something to talk about for four hours." They were locked into the Seahawks pit. I didn't like the changing the mind on that one. Well, this is all, this is what I do like. Is I like the fact that three out of the four guys had Baltimore on their on their top three list, and really only one, and that was Jason, who felt so strongly about Seattle. To be honest with you, Adam, out of these four teams, one of them's going to lose. It's going to be <laughs> the Ra- No, I'm serious. The Ravens, the Seahawks, the Dolphins, and Jacksonville. I feel like those are four, not heavy favorites, but four pretty substantial favorites in the NFL on Sunday. Uh, But I feel like one of them is going to lose, and it's all about avoiding the landmine. Matt Valdez with us here on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline for Don't Sleep on These Picks, sponsored by Don't Sleep Energy Drink. Need the energy to stay up and see your late-night picks go up in flames? It's easy. Head over to don'tsleepenergy.com. Use the promo code AWADRADIO. That's A-W-A-D-D. 
R-A-D-I-O to save some cash. Your picks might go busto, but you'll be loaded with gusto. Don't sleep makes you great. And they support the guys from Bit Season, and I'm happy that they want to support me here in Richmond for AWOD Radio. Matt, if you were still in the Circus Survivor pool, who would be your lock of the week? You know what? My lock of the week is Dallas. Um, and it's kind of like bottom feeding right now is, is just betting against the Cardinals. The Cardinals are such a hapless team. And I feel like if you're going to burn a, a burn a big dog right now, it's a good time to burn Dallas because you don't know what you're going to get with Diggs being out the rest of the season down the road. So I, it's not, I don't think Dallas is a team that I want to keep in my back pocket to play later in the season. So I would burn Dallas now uh, against Arizona. Uh, I'm kind of like Cakes where I just try to find these bottom feeder teams and, and just sort of pick on them. What is your sports tilt of the week? I'm going to ask you this every single week, Drab at oh. Valdez. For me, it's Kareem Jackson not getting suspended. I, I know Logan Thomas is your buddy, your golf bro. How screwed up yes. is that? That he's out for weeks now, and the guy that hit him just got away with headhunting. And especially because it's the second week in a row. The guy's got a problem, and he plays dirty. And the league can't stand for any of that. But but on the flip side of it, you know what's really tilting me about the NFL is just the amount of injuries that are, that are going on. And I don't know if it's because these players are, are playing at, a, at such a higher level than back in the day. This is so old man, old man tank, old man radio of me. But it's just it seems like these star players are just getting hurt so frequently, whether it's from hits, practice, concussion protocol. I mean, keeping up with who's in and who's out every single week and, and, and who's limited in practice and if they're, if they're practicing on Fridays or not, it's just it's, it's like a merry-go-round. Mm-hmm. I can never tell who's in. I can never tell who's out. And, and you, know, you really don't know until Sunday around 12 o'clock until the final injury report comes out. It's, it's maddening to figure out who's in and who's out all the time. I know. And then every week, Jay Glazer, he knows all the answers. <laughs> But yeah, but it's just you never. I never thought backups would play so much yeah. uh, in the NFL. But it seems like we're just seeing backup quarterbacks nonstop, backup defensive backs nonstop. Here's a weird stat for you, Adam. Is you think about this? You know I'm a Ravens fan. Yeah. So Lamar Jackson, Ronnie Stanley, J.K. Dobbins, and Rashad Bateman. Those those were the last. I guess those were considered the the nucleus offense of the Baltimore Ravens, they haven't played a snap together in four years. <laughs> four years. They've never been on the field at the same time. Injuries are just crazy. And speaking of the Baltimore Ravens, look, Matt, you know how radio works. If you're going to talk smack, I'm going to say it directly to the person. And Valdez, I do not like your pick. In fact, you gave this out on bit season, and I want to let the audience know, this weekend I am fading Matt Valdez. The you're Ravens fading. and the Colts screams under to me. I don't think the Colts are going to get a first down the entire first quarter. I love the Baltimore Ravens defense right now. I heard that uh, your boy Ray Lewis was working with Roquan Smith, teaching him the ways of the middle linebacker. I think the Ravens destroy the Colts. Give me the under in that game. Well, I'm away against you, Adam. I'm playing the over. And you want to know why? It's because the Ravens play to the Bengals historically well on defense. But to be honest with you, their number one cornerback is Rafia Sid. They don't have much in the secondary. Our Darius Washington's out for the year. Their pass rush is, is non-existent. I expect Gardner Minshew to tear up the Ravens' defense. I expect it to be a high-scoring game, something along the lines of 33-21 Baltimore. 
This is Don't Sleep on These Picks, presented by Don't Sleep Energy. Go to don'tsleepenergy.com and use the promo code AWOD Radio. Any college games that you like on the board this weekend? Oh, well, you know I'm a Terp alumnus, so I've been uh, really watching Maryland football lately, and they're traveling uh, to Michigan State. And if you've noticed, if you watch Maryland, they really do have a really good offense with Talia Tungavailoa uh, and Jason Johnson and Hemby. They got one-two punch of Hemby and Littleton in the backfield. But they start so slow. They started slow against Charlotte. Uh, they started slow against UVA at home. Charlotte was up 14-3 to at one point on Maryland um, uh, two weeks ago. So I would play Michigan State on the first half plus four and a, plus four and a half. First half bet, Michigan State plus four and a half. I expect Maryland to win the game, but I'm going with the trend of them starting slow. So Michigan State plus four and a half. I know Mel Tucker's out as head coach, and they got whomped by Washington. But Washington's a great team. There's no there's no shame in being down 35 nothing to Washington. I think Washington might make the Final Four. So I kind of look past that game, and I expect Maryland to start slow again. Commanders hosting the Buffalo Bills and Valdez. You know I'm a homer. I was a season ticket holder for 17 years with my dad, and I've talked myself into believing the Commanders can beat the Bills and go to 3-0. and And the way that they're going to do that is score 30-plus points, and the offense was able to do it last week, and I, I still think they could have done that week one against the Cardinals. They hadn't had the missed field goal and the Gibson fumble. Do you think Washington can take down the Bills? Do you know, Adam, I was the only one on the Sports Junkies show this morning out of all six of us to take the commanders to yes. beat the Buffalo Bills at home. Look, I know JP and everyone else want to kind of uh, kind of nitpick the wins that the commanders have by being, beating a bad Cardinals team and by beating a bad Broncos team. But you know what? They showed Moxie and they came back from, from being down against Denver. And to be honest with you, I put more stock into Buffalo's loss against a Zach Wilson-led Jets team than I do against uh, the, two win- the two wins that the Commanders have. I, 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 didn't, I wasn't impressed with beating up on the Las Vegas Raiders who were playing on East Coast time last week. So I think the Bills are, are ready to get knocked off the pedestal, and I think this is going to be Sam Howell's anointment game where everyone anoints him as the guy, as the next one up, and I feel like everyone's going to take notice. This is, this is the 3-0 Commanders coming at you. I love that. I love that, man. Thanks so much for taking the time to join the show. So we're going head-to-head on this Colts-Ravens game. The over-under is 44. Is that what you locked in, or did you get a a different number? I'm over 45. Okay. Over 45. You're over 45. I'm under 45, and we'll catch up on it next Friday. Thanks a lot, man. I appreciate it. Sounds good, Adam. Talk to you soon. Yep. That was Don't Sleep on These Picks, presented by Don't Sleep Energy. Need the energy to stay up? And see your late-night picks go up in flames? Easy. Head over to don'tsleepenergy.com. They support the guys from the Junkies and Bit Season, and I'm happy they support me here at AWOD Radio. You can use the promo code AWOD Radio to save some cash. Head over to don'tsleepenergy.com today. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. I'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. It is a football Friday here in Richmond, Virginia. UVA hosting NC State. Coming up later tonight, we'll be joined by Frank Maloney from Who's Talking at 2.30 to preview that game and go around the ACC. 
All Out Blitz is a new segment we've been doing every Friday here during the NFL season. All, all the radio shows in the country, they talk about the sexy positions, right? Wide receivers, running backs, quarterbacks. No, I'm talking about the guys that put their hands in the dirt every play and go after quarterbacks and try to eat people. The purple people eaters. The guys that get sacks, yeah. The sack leaders on All Out Blitz coming up at 2.15. But I wanted to get back into the commander's chances against the Buffalo Bills. And I saw this online from our buddies Jad and uh, Chad and JT go deep. Uh, they do a funny podcast. I, I am a listener, a stoker um, for that show. And they had an interesting reason for why Josh Allen might have struggled week one against the New York Jets. I want you guys to take a listen to Chad and JT go deep explaining why the Buffalo Bills quarterback hasn't been himself so far this season. Josh Allen too stoked on Haley Steinfeld. Last week during Monday Night Football, we all witnessed Aaron Rodgers getting muffed up less than four minutes into the game. So seemingly the Bills should have dominated after that. But guess what? They didn't. In fact, Josh had four turnovers in the game. And over the past year, Josh has been dating Haley Steinfeld, a 26-year-old actress slash model. She plays Kate Bishop in Hawkeye. She's a freaking babe. So after this <laughs> devastating loss, fans were concerned that Haley dr- balls right before the game and i'm asking right now are we looking at deflategate 2.0 <laughs> critics pointed out that football fans always deflect blame to chicks and that the fact that josh and Haley are <laughs> has nothing to do with the spiral but can quarterbacks sesh too hard and lose focus on the field both sides can confirm that it's impossible to run with a and this past weekend, much to my girlfriend's chagrin, they got the dub against the Raiders. So maybe he and Haley decided to try for the game. Our people reached out to comment, but haven't heard back. I just really hope that he doesn't start to confuse the zone with the end zone. What do you think, Stubb? Is there any op- is there any possibility there that Haley Steinfeld, the beautiful 26-year-old actress and singer, is the reason for Josh Allen's struggle so far this season? I mean, that sounds like a pretty reasonable take to me right i mean look if i was dating her i know my show would be off the rails i would i i get up early at 8 a.m and i start prepping for four hours if i'm dating Haley steinfeld though those hours are not for prepping all right i promise you that i mean my goodness the they always say the nfl is the greatest reality tv show on the planet it kind of is this season you got travis kelsey Rumors he's possibly dating Taylor Swift. He came out and addressed the rumors and said he's invited her to rock Arrowhead Stadium the way he rocks it. We heard Odell Beckham is seeing Kim K now. The NFL is the greatest reality TV show. And in Buffalo, it's Josh Allen dating Haley Steinfeld. Are you familiar with her work? I am, yeah. I mean, I watched uh, Hawkeye, and yeah. I know she's in Bumblebee. Yes. The, the movie, the spinoff Transformers movie. She is very talented. And in unbelievably gorgeous woman i didn't know she was a singer you said that uh, i didn't as, uh, yeah didn't it, that's what they say on on wikipedia but you, you could never trust wikipedia but <laughs> I, I will say that look josh allen might not be focused on the field on, on on watching film as much as he was in previous seasons right if you're if if he's at home He's probably watching a chick flick rather than watching film because that's what Haley wants to watch. Maybe, maybe they're just watching her movies. Yeah. Maybe she just puts on her movies over and over right, again. Right, You know what? Chad and JT might have a point. That, that <laughs> ha, Has she taken away his riz? Has she taken <laughs> away his riz? Right? Because he's he's focused so much on the fact that he's dating this, this beautiful actress that he's struggling on the field. Now, 
Hopefully this doesn't get back to him and he turns this into a revenge game against the Commanders. But J.P. Finley, our buddy from B. Mitch and Finley, that you can hear 10 to noon on 106.7 The Fan in Washington, D.C., put together a list of 10 things to know before the Commanders face off against the Bills. Washington hasn't started 2-0 since 2011. And now you have the new ownership with Josh Harris and a young quarterback that's quickly improving, and all of a sudden there's real hope for D.C. with the Burgundy and Gold Faithful. They say, or J.P. says, number one, should Washington win this week would be the organization's first 3-0 start since 2005 when Joe Gibbs was the quarterback and Mark, or the head coach, and Mark Brunel was the quarterback. Two of ten things you should know before the commanders face off against the Bills. Montez Sweat leads Washington's defense with three sacks through two games. Buffalo's entire defense has three sacks two, through two games. So Washington should be able to have time for Sam Howell to step back and throw it deep, whereas Buffalo now has to watch out for Montez Sweat and Chase Young, who has a sack and a half in his first game back from injury. After the three, the week one loss to the Jets with four turnovers, Josh Allen rebounded in a major way week two, thrashing the Vegas Raiders. All right. So, Allen's performance landed him as the offensive player of the week. So, he's got momentum bouncing back. The Washington's got to force him to make mistakes like he did against the New York Jets. Beyond Allen, the Bills' offense runs through three-time Pro Bowl wide receiver Stephon Diggs. And we talked about this stat yesterday. He has destroyed the Washington Commanders uh, every time he's played them, it's like he—I think he has an average of 150 yards per game against the Commanders. It's unbelievable. Uh, number five, in both of their victories this season, the Commanders have trailed after halftime, only to come back and get the win. I don't think Washington's going to be able to come back uh, on Sunday. You got to have a halftime lead. That's why one of my keys to victory was to score for 10 points in the first quarter. Number six, the Commanders' defense leads the NFL in creating negative plays. Washington's 120 defensive snaps this year. 21 have resulted in a negative play. That is the defensive line stepping up. I, I said all offseason, they have the ability to be elite. I think Jonathan Allen could be the defensive best defensive tackle in football. Well, Deron Payne might be outplaying him so far in this early season. Both Montez Sweat and Chase Young met to sack Russell Wilson in the fourth quarter. That was a huge play last season. Game. Number seven, 10 things you know need to know about the Commanders against the Bills. Along with Philadelphia and Dallas, Washington is one of three NFC East teams with a 2-0 record. At 7-1, the NFC East has the best record of any NFL division. Well, now it's 7-2 after the Giants lost last night. Defensive tackle Jonathan Allen is one and a half sacks away from breaking. Dave Butts' franchise record for sacks by a defensive tackle. If he doesn't get it this weekend, hopefully he's at least eating up double teams and allowing Deron Payne to get to the quarterback. Number nine, a key component for Washington's comeback win was second-year running back Brian Robinson. He delivered his best total yardage game of his career with 18 carries for 87 yards, along with two catches for 42 yards. Yeah, it's the ability to throw it to him out of the backfield that's so impressive for me. And I said it earlier, Scott Turner did not use Brian Robinson as a pass-catching running back. And so anytime he was in the game, it felt like you knew it was going to be a run. And when Gibson was in, you knew it was going to be play action. It's not the same with the creativity of Eric Bieniemy and J.P. Finley finishes his article, his article by saying the Commanders announced more than 175 team alumni are expected to attend the game. 
Pierre Garçon will be honored before the game, and it is sold out. Perhaps the most important thing, though, the team also announced stadium nachos will be half price for the Bills game. I love that line from J.P. Finley. If you're going to the game, I want to hear from you. 833-804-0910. 833-804-0910. What are your keys to victory for the Commanders against the Bills? Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. We've got Neil Greenberg coming up next. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Phone lines are open throughout the show, 833-804-0910, 833-804-0910. I've talked myself into believing that the Washington Commanders can beat the Buffalo Bills. If you disagree, let me know, 833-804-0910, 833-804-0910. Phone lines are always open here on AWOD Radio, or you could tweet us throughout the show at 910thefan, at AWOD Radio. All right, let's go to the phone lines. Looks like we've got a caller on the line. It's Jerry from Goochland. Jerry, you're on the fan with AWOD. Yeah. All right, just trying to tell you how wrong I think you are. I take the bills and take the points and the whole thing beat the heck out of them. I'll tell you why. First okay. of all, they lost, they lost to the Jets. And the Jets, <laughs> that was a fluke of all time because Aaron Rodgers got hurt. And they were all over him to begin with, and he just could barely get the passes away. The kid threw the touchdown pass. Zach Wilson threw a touchdown pass behind the receiver. Receiver had to reach back, not try to knock it away. And the guy intercepted it. All the guys, the receiver should have pulled his jersey when it scored. And then uh, poor old uh, Allen there, he doesn't have a receiver. He's got one decent receiver. You must think he's back in Wyoming where he didn't have any receivers, and he was always being complained. They were always complaining about him. For not being very accurate, even everybody was ever open. Now the Redskins or Commanders, excuse me. Yeah, they played two. They played two games. That was the easy part of their schedule. They <laughs> should have lost them both. Yeah. That no, look, hey, hey, Jerry. Here's the, here's the thing: is you are right that we had two cupcake games, week one and week two. Arizona and the Denver Broncos are not great teams. All right, but you're talking about this Jets game against Buffalo, like. They didn't win the game. They won that game. As bad as Aaron Rodgers might have been in three plays and then Zach Wilson was inaccurate, they still found a way to win that game, and Buffalo didn't look good. They didn't look good, but but on that kickoff return, who could everybody ran to the left, and the kids all had to do is run to the right, and he scored, run to, his, to our right and his left. But you know, terrible cut. It was the worst coverage you ever saw in your life. It was ridiculous. <laughs> The Denver game, the Denver game, though, 21 to 3. Wilson's running the moon towards 28 to 3, and he fumbled the damn going ball. I mean, it was a joke. I mean, the, the commanders. So you're claiming, you're, cl- you're claiming fluke in the first two games. You know what, Jerry? All right, stay on hold here. We'll get your information. Call us back on Monday, all right, and we'll talk about the game. We'll recap it. <laughs> Hey, guys, quick question. What does AWOD mean? All right, man. I pre- All right, I'll explain it to you. So uh, I was on with the sports junkies for seven years, and uh, basically I was the video producer, and I wanted to be AWOD. I wanted to be Adam Epstein. I replaced in Eric Wadden, and it's, I mean, the story is so lame. They said, he's Ewad, you're replacing him, you're Ewad. I wish there was a cooler story, uh, like I beat a 50-year-old man in basketball that's bald named Cakes. Oh, yeah, I did do that. I did, that'll do. That's part of the reason why Ewad's lasted so long. But, all right, Jerry, appreciate the call. 
Phone lines are open, 833-804-0910, 833-804-0910. And joining us right now on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline is Neil Greenberg. What's going on, Neil? I'm doing great. How are you? Doing all right here. And so we're dealing with um, state of emergency with this storm right now. And so that's where I want to start. You know, in your opinion, how does heavy rain affect an NFL football game? Um, I don't think the heavy rain affects it as much as heavy winds. Um, based on what we know from weather data, um, it's the heavy winds upwards of 20 miles an hour that really have an effect on a football game. The rain, not so much. Maybe you see a little bit um, more, uh, you know, maybe you see a, a, an extra turnover or two. But um, I don't think the rain is going to be that bad for Sunday, um, so I'm not too worried about it. Um, but the wind would definitely be something I'm interested in. Neil Greenberg with us here on the Hadimers Rug Cleaning Hotline, sports writer for the Washington Post and Stat Geek. Uh, Neil, so we just had a caller. I'm sure you heard it. Jerry and Goochland. He believes the Commanders' first two wins were fluke. What do you think? Uh, I wouldn't call them flukes. I mean, I think that, um, you know, especially against the Broncos, there was a, a serious second-half adjustment. <clears throat> so I don't think that, that you can necessarily call that a fluke. Um you know, am I a little surprised they're 2-0? and Yeah, I think I'm a little surprised. I thought for sure going into Denver early in the season with a, you know, a truncated preseason, the, the mile-high air would be a little bit of an issue. But, um, you know, you got to give them a lot of credit for coming back. And, um, you know, they, they trailed Arizona. They, they ended up winning that game too. Um, so I don't know if I'd call it fluky. Um, surprising maybe. But I think, um, you know, I think they earned both those wins. As a guy who loves numbers and looking at statistics, what do you think has been the most impressive statistic about this Commanders team, either offensively or defensively through two games? Um, that's a good question. I think um, I think the defense for sure has has played really well, um, but I I think the most surprising um, has been Sam Howell's sack rate. I know. Uh, I know that some people thought that that might be an issue, maybe even um, made worse by the offensive line. But um, the amount of sacks he's taken so far are a little bit concerning. Um, not only because how you know how much they hurt the drives, but you know you got to worry about him too as an individual. I mean, he doesn't have a lot of reps at the NFL level, and um, you know taking that many sacks could uh, could cause some issues later on. Um, but I do think he, he's a you know he, he's. He's been great so far. I mean, he's, he's, I think he's surpassed a lot of expectations. And, um, you know, I think that he is an upgrade or at least a higher ceiling to Jacoby Brissett. Um, so, you know, if you're a fan of this team, I think you want to see him as healthy for as long as he can be. I mean, absolutely. He's made some really impressive throws that you, you kind of just look at and and you just say, wow, I can't believe he just made that, especially the one to John Bates on the sideline, the touchdown pass to Terry McLaurin. So, Neil, looking at this game here, Commanders 2-0, Buffalo 1-1 this season, what's your read on these two teams and what's your breakdown? Um, I think that this is the, the first true test of, of Washington. I've You know, I've gotten a lot of flack of being – I guess down more on Washington than most people, despite the two and zero record. But um, you know, this has a chance to be a statement game for them. And um, you know, Buffalo has shown that they're beatable. And um, I, you know, you look at um, you know the point spread with this. There's you know they're saying that Washington's about a touchdown worse. 
Um, so to come into this game and, and, you know, even a narrow loss, I still think is something that, um, you know, shows that Washington is, is better than perhaps people think. Um, but it's going to be tough. I mean, you know, Josh Allen obviously is, a, is one of the best quarterbacks in, in the NFL. And um, I think that, uh, you know, having this game at home for Washington certainly helps them. Um, but they're going to have to, um, I don't know if they have to play flawless football, but um, I, I don't think this is going to be a game where they're trailing Buffalo and um, they're able to, to claw their way back. I think that they have to, at the very least, keep pace with Buffalo for as long as possible. Yeah. Um, because Buffalo is in, a, is in a, a, a very different class than either Arizona or Denver. Yeah, that goes along with my keys to victory. Got to get an early lead here. I want the offense to have 10 points on the board by the end of the first quarter. Neil Greenberg with us here on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline, sports writer and stats geek for the Washington Post. Read his work online, WashingtonPost.com, and follow Neil on social media at N Greenberg. Neil, we're having a ton of fun here at Odyssey Richmond doing an NFL survivor pool. I, I've got 22 of my coworkers here in the building participating. A few of them have been knocked out. So looking at the Sunday slate, what do you think is the biggest lock of the weekend? Well, it depends, I guess, on who you've used so far. If you've, you know, if you've already used, um, I don't know, I guess if you've already used like Washington and Buffalo, um, I think Miami might be a pretty decent contrarian pick. I know a lot of people will be on Jacksonville and maybe Dallas, um, Baltimore, if they, if they have them. Um, but, um, I think Miami is interesting. Um, they're a six and a half point favorite over, uh, the Denver Broncos. They're playing at home. Um, I do believe that Tua is a, um, you know, is, a, is an early MVP candidate. I don't think I'm, I'm breaking any ground there. Mm-hmm. Um, but this, um, you know, this spread has also widened uh, quite a bit. Um, and I think, uh, you know, it was uh, three and change. It was three and a half just uh, on the look-ahead line. Yeah. Now it's six and a half. So um, I, I don't see a lot of people talking about Miami for this week, so that's uh, certainly an intriguing pick for me. No, that's a, that's a good pick. I, I like that play because I had – Miami as my top team so far after two weeks in my power rankings. How do you think this Chargers-Vikings game plays out? I mean, both teams desperate for a win, can't afford to go to 0-3. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's a good question. Um, I I think it's pretty evenly matched. I don't think that it's going to be, um, you know, that uh, that surprising one way or the other. Um, I, I think the Vikings should be a slight favorite here. So my lean is toward the Vikings. Um, and I, and I do think the Vikings, you know, they had a ton of luck last year to get to 13 wins. Um, they've had a ton of bad luck to start the season, turnovers, penalties, that sort of thing. Um, I do think there's a better team here. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I have a slight lean towards the, the Vikings. We had some fun at the beginning of the show, Neil, talking about how, Nobody in D- in the DMV knows how to do 2-0 radio because we haven't done it since 2011. <laughs> Chris Russell and Linnell are yelling at each other about the quarterback like the team is, you know, 0-2. So what would happen if this team gets to 3-0? I mean, where would you put them in your power rankings? Uh, I don't know. It depends on uh, It depends on how well they do against Buffalo. See, like the power rankings that I use – um, are for betting. They're not for. They're not just a regurgitation of of the standings. So, 
Um, you know, for example, last year with Minnesota, um, you know, when they, uh, you know, to use an example like week 13, you know, when they had a bunch of wins, um, I had them much lower in my power rankings than, than most people did. Like, um, I want to say I had them like 12th or something. Um, so, you know, my power rankings are, are more based on, you know, who you beat and by how much and by, and how much did they beat teams, et cetera. Um, so I do think that they probably gravitate up a little bit, um, not as much as, as people think. I mean, you know, they'll be 3-0, and and I think that, you know, it's, it's definitely something that you want to start talking about the playoffs. But, um, you know, the, the Giants are obviously not anywhere as good as we thought that they might be. Um, so, you know, what does that make Washington? At, at the very worst, the third-best team in, in the division – um, you know, can they overtake Philadelphia and Dallas? I mean, I, don't, I you know, I'm looking at, you know, those, those three teams in the division with the 2-0 record, and, um, you know, there there's a clear number one and probably a clear number two and a clear number three, and I don't think Washington's the, the number one or the number two. <laughs> um, so if they go to 3-0, and I mean, it's a different conversation because you don't, you don't lose those wins. That's a, you know, that's another thing, part of the reality of the NFL, and, um you know, you they're constantly changing. You're constantly looking ahead. And, um, you know, I would say if Washington wins against the Bills, um, you know, I think we're talking a 10-win team because the Bears are a lot worse than we thought. The Giants are a lot worse than we thought. Um, the Jets don't have Aaron Rodgers. Um, so, you know, you're playing the Giants twice. You're playing the Bears. The Patriots are also not that good. You know, those will suddenly become games that are a lot more winnable than they were maybe when we were looking at this, you know, back in early September before any games were played. So a win against Buffalo, um, I think, gives them a very real chance at 10 wins on the season. Neil, great stuff, man. Really appreciate you taking the time to join the show. Sure thing. Thanks for having me. Talk to you soon. Yep, you're listening to AWOD Radio on The Fan. Don't go anywhere. Don't change that dial. We'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan. Now at 105.1 FM. Phone lines are open throughout the show. It's 833-804-0910. Call AWOD. Give me your thoughts on the commanders against the Bills. 833-804-0910. 833-804-0910. Still to come on this show today, I'll give you my... Pick for our Odyssey NFL Survivor Pool, my lock of the week. Yesterday, I gave out AWOD Certified Game of the Week, guaranteeing football fans around the country will enjoy this game no matter if your team is playing or not. And I actually am picking the Bills against the Commanders as my Certified Game of the Week for Week 3. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I think it's going to be a a must-watch television. And the Commanders are coming off a week in which I think you could argue they had the best game of the weekend. The fact that uh, Denver went down the field and nearly tied the game with a Hail Mary and then a missed two-point conversion, locked that in as the Game of the Week last week. Joining us right now on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline, it's my buddy Linnell Willingham. What's going on, Linnell? Oh, nothing much, Awad. You just listening to you stir it up per usual. Well, I, I had to bring you on today because um, 
Me and Michael Phillips took a shot at you and uh, Chris Russell at twelve fifteen. I'm not sure oh, that you, you guys. Be on the mic. I'm not sure that you and Chris Russell. And I love Chris Russell. I, I, I in fact, I'm going to tell you this right now. I love you. I support you. I like Chris Russell more than you. All right. I've known him longer. I support Big Sexy and everything he does on the radio. I want him to survive on the radio forever. All right, and always be doing content. I don't think you guys understand what two and football is supposed to sound like on the radio. All right, this team is 2-0 for the first time since 2011. You were probably in diapers in 2011. So you don't understand what 2-0 radio is supposed to sound like. I listened to an hour and a half of your show yesterday. Great programming, Team 980, available on the Odyssey app. It sounded like a conversation for an 0-2 football team. Do you realize this team has yet to lose? Yes, I do realize that, but it was a hot-button topic that was brought up by the Rooster, and I thought we settled it. Are you saying that the temperament and tone sounded like an 0-2 football team? I mean, Christopher, I, I wish you could pull a clip. These guys were he was screaming, screaming at, at each the other. Time. They were heated, and the conversation was at decibel levels plus 30 for a conversation about if Eric Bieniemy or Sam Howell is more important to this team. Hey, in Newsflash, they're both important because the team is 2-0, baby, and I'm picking us to go 3-0. They both are important. I agree with that wholeheartedly. But you know it as well as I do. It's not only the offense that Eric Bieniemy has changed. I feel like he's changed the entire culture of the football team down to their day-to-day operations and how many practice reps they're taking, the treatment, the, the offensive install period. There's just so many philosophical changes that EB is responsible for that it's hard for me, while I love Sam Howe, it's hard for me to go off the top rope and say he's more important. I, my point is that that's not 2-0 radio. You know, that's a heated debate about a team that's struggling, arguing who's more important. It is this- 2-0 radio because they're important because our offense doesn't stink anymore. We scored 35 points. I know, but why are you forcing? Why are you forcing the fan base? Why are you forcing the fan base to pick sides when we all want to love everyone? We want to hug and kiss every guy on this roster, including Eric Bieniemy and Ron Rivera. I've never said nicer things about Ron Rivera than I did this week because the team is two and zero. That's my point. We're undefeated, baby, and I don't see a loss on our schedule right now because Buffalo's overrated. Buffalo, one hundred ten percent overrated. Did you happen to stumble upon? the bet that I have with the old rooster. Oh, I didn't. No, I didn't hear about that. So I would love to do it. I don't don't have a program in which I'm going to do it on yet, but I've gone out on a limb, Adam, and said if Washington loses on Sunday by more than seven, is the caveat I have, I will jump through a table Bills Mafia style. (laughs) Hey, hey, uh, hey, Linnell. Hey, Ryan Clary called. He wants his bet back. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I had a feeling. Are you even wearing sleeves? I had a feeling you had something up your sleeve, but you're not a sleeve guy. No, 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 no. I'm here in my T-shirt. And, and, and here's the thing. I'm doing an easygoing, relaxed program about a 2-0 and football team. I'm not the rooster screaming at Linnell that, that Sam Howell is more important than Eric Bieniemy. This team is 2-0. and We need to be hyping like, them up. You understand that there is a right answer to that question. Yeah, yeah the right answer right. is let's save that argument for after a loss. <laughs> for after a loss. According to you, when will we have the chance? <laughs> I, I, honestly honestly speaking, though, Adam, it's my turn to ask you a question, right? Uh, yeah. If they win Sunday, I think we'll be the talk of the National Football League. Absolutely. Absolutely. If we win on Sunday, 
they're going to be talking about the Washington Commanders as an NFC title game contender. They're going to be talking about the Washington Commanders as a team that can compete for the NFC East title. I think this is the point of the season when Dallas starts crumbling and Dallas starts falling apart. And we just saw that. They lost their uh, big factor on defense for them for the season. This is a division that has not had a back-to-back champion for 20 years. So take the Eagles, cross them out. They're not going to win it. If Washington goes 3-0... Not only will you hear them be the topic of conversation around the country, I'll make a pledge right now. If Washington wins on Sunday, I'll be purchasing a Sam Howell jersey. I will be buying a slinging Sammy Howell, a Sammy Sosa jersey. Yes. There we go. So, so first of all, got to get the details on this. When we win Sunday, is it the black Sam Howell jersey? Is it the burgundy? Is it the white? You know what? It's going to be the cheapest one. But, Linnell, this is what 2-0 radio is supposed to sound like. All right? Not you and the rooster trying to eat each other's heads off. My goodness. It's actually insanity because he's looking at me right now like, what the hell am I yelling about? We're talking about you, big fella. Yeah, I know. It's actually insane, though, man. Stylistically speaking, though, the reason I've been so high on Washington this week, Adam, I don't want to compare us to the New York Jets, but I'm going to for the sake of this argument. Mm Mm-hmm. Stylistically, right, you would agree that Washington and New York are built very similarly, right? The strength of the team is your defensive front. The Jets obviously have a superstar corner in Sauce Gardner, but we got a pretty good corner ourselves in Kendall Fuller. I I look at the way Buffalo has struggled against the Jets the last two seasons, and I say, why can't Washington do that? Because I feel like we are better on offense. I would take Sam Howe over Zach Wilson. If you tapped into my guy Damon Amendolara this week, he had an amazing segment on that. I just feel like I keep using this word as my buzzword for the week. Stylistically, we yeah. match up with Buffalo. And I think we're going to spank them. Well, I just really do feel that way. I think, I think, I think it's going to be a very close game in which Washington wins late with a field goal, a back-and-forth game, wait, wait, a high-scoring game. Hold on, Adam. Yeah. You're, you think they're going to win with a field goal? Yeah. The battery is my number one concern right now. I don't know what the hell is going on with the cheese. I don't know what Joey Sly guy's got going on, but can hey. we make 50-plus yard field goals, Adam? Hey, see, that's, a, that's, another, that's another thing I'm trying to teach you, young Linnell. We don't talk about the cheese. We don't cut the cheese until it's a loss, <laughs> all right? He has not been the reason that this team has lost a game. You know why? Because they haven't lost a game, even though his snaps have been terrible, all right? And Joey Sly, it's, uh, what has he missed, three field goals already in this young season? We're not even, we're not even going to mention that until a loss. Until then, we're going to talk about how every kickoff has gone out the end zone because Joey Sly's got big legs and bigger biceps. <laughs> well, look, if they ever have an injury at the linebacker position, you don't even need to go to the waiver wire. Just go right to your special teams unit. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Linnell, I appreciate you joining the show today. What did you guys get on, uh, get into on B-Mitch and Finley? We got into a lot. You know, it's hard trying to tame a pit bull for four hours, Adam. I know you can probably <laughs> relate to it. It was just – it was really good radio. We got to talk to Thurman Thomas, uh, Hall of Fame running back for the Buffalo Bills, to give his spin – on what we can expect from Bill's Mafia this weekend. Mm. You know how we do it on Fridays on BMH and Finley. Ask BMH Anything was probably my favorite yeah. segment of the show today. Mm. Adam, hearing Brian Mitchell stories, even though he is a pit bull, like I said, he's one of the greatest kick returners of all time. And I'm trying to, along with you, I know, and others have done this. we got to get our guy in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I know. Every time I work with BMH, Adam, it's the first thing that I think, how the hell 
He's this guy not in the hall. Hey, look, we love B. Mitch in Richmond, too. I was at the Squirrels game, and in Parney's Pub, the CEO of the Squirrels, he has an autographed photo of B. Mitch hanging there, and and I was standing next to it after the game, and I was like, yeah, we love B. Mitch in Richmond. <laughs> yes, we. first of all, shout out the AWOD Army, too, coming to your defense the other day via social media. If you would have thrown up the bat signal, I would have been right there for you too, buddy. <laughs> well, I appreciate Come you taking on. the time to join the show today. Hey, last thing I want to leave you with here is yes, we sir. went behind enemy lines, or should I say be enemy lines yesterday, and had <laughs> Sneaky Joe Sports from Buffalo on the show. He said the key to the game is Buffalo's number two corner against Jahan Dotson. Dotson can win that matchup. Yeah, I, I do agree with that. We probably assume that Tredavious White is going to follow Terry McLaurin. Yep. So that leaves Jahan in a favorable matchup. I'll leave you with a key as well, Adam. I gave this earlier on Beamish and Finley. Remember the one issue, uh, the major issue that we had with Buffalo back in 2021. It's going to be about the front four maintaining their gap integrity and rushing with discipline. We know how dangerous Josh Allen is when he escapes the pocket number one quarterback rating in the NFL this season when he escapes the pocket. If Washington can keep him contained, I think they'll be able to win. That's Linnell Willingham. Follow him on social media at Nell underscore BTP. Thanks a lot, man. Have a good weekend. Yes, sir. See you soon, bro. You're listening to AWOD Radio on The Fan.